Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Underground Treehouse Podcast, a podcast that discusses and reviews music of all genres. I'm one fourth your host Ruben. Joining me as always is Keenan. What up, Marcos? Hi. No Isaac today. Uh, he's he's out doing you know he's got his obligations. It's okay. We're gonna keep it pushing. I mean that fucking NPC is on a side quest right now. <laughs> he is. That he's collecting cool. berries for the main quest. Yep. He's turning butter somewhere, bro. Yeah. <laughs> turning butter. <laughs> he's working on embroidery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Isaac, we love you. Alpha was getting used as a meat shield to, uh, <laughs> to defeat a boss. <laughs> oh no! But he'll be back. He'll, he'll be, be back. back soon. No worries. Um, so this week we're going to be reviewing the two new Skrillex albums, uh, "Quest for Fire" and "Don't Get Too Close." my picks but before we get into that as always we're going to give you our music recommendations of the week as well as our local beer recommendation of the week marcos what you got for music um i want to shout out this fucking hardcore band that my boy keenan put me on to uh it's a band called princess it's a hardcore band from pittsburgh they go hard as shit thank you for sending in the group chat yesterday keenan got me <laughs> to my afternoon i was Email literally fronted. a second away from kicking my stool from underneath myself to like, kill myself mm-hmm but and then you sent me this, I was like, give it a try, and then it brought back the joys of life. <laughs> <laughs> like that. We need to have more fucking female-fronted, woman-fronted uh, bands. Legit. They go, their screams are just so sick, man. They're so sick. 100%. And to be fair, do you think like, they show more emotion in their screams than the guys do? I feel like they do. I mean, I don't the know. Majority, majority. I know some instances, like, I know I could feel like, you know, like uh, Ryan from One Step Closer, like when he screams, I could feel his emotion. But majority, I feel like every there's not one woman hardcore fronted band that I have oh. heard that hasn't missed when it comes to emotion. Like I feel like every single one of them pours their hearts and tea milks into it. <laughs> <laughs> you were doing so good. You, you were doing you so had good. it all the way till the very end, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, like. <clears throat> well, like you said, th- just the fact that there is no weak female vocalist in any band is really fucking dope because there's a couple bands male fronted that I could just name off, you know, that where the male vocals aren't the best. But for them to be standing out in a genre that's so like male dominant, dominant exactly Jeez, like dog. they're Roman they're, Candle. They're, they're putting on, bro. Yes. Roman Candle goes so hard, bro. And then leading the pack, Scal. Oh, yeah. On top. There goes my, there's my recommendation, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Keenan, what's up with you, dog? You just stole your pick. What you got? You did steal my pick, dog. (laughs) 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 Sorry, dude. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, from listening to Skrillex all week, um, kind of worked out uh, in, in our favor here. So. I'm a huge fan of the electronic synth pop band Churches. Oh. I'm a huge fan. And they actually just released a song overnight. What? Called Over. <laughs> so it, it's it's been it's been a it, it's been a year now since they released their latest project Screen Violence. Churches with a V, right? Yes. Okay. I haven't heard of them in forever. That is Churches with That's a V. What I'm yes. Saying. And so they just released a new song called Over again. Um, if you're familiar with the band, it's it's nothing new. Mm-hmm. Just your run-of-the-mill synth pop indie. Um, the theme that they've been trying to go for these past couple years has been like horror and like dark theme. And so that definitely carries over into this newest single. And 
It's really good. So if you haven't heard of them, that's Churches with a V, and the song is called Over. My recommendation of the week is going to be an album that came out last year that I just recently discovered, probably about a week ago. It's going to be the album Cometa by Nick Hakim. Um, this is very in line with something like River Tiber. You know, he's a multi-instrumentalist who is very surreal and very like cerebral with his music. It's kind of hard to say, but it definitely scratches an itch that I absolutely love with my music. Um, everything about this album is just so dreamy and so surreal feeling. It's really like, honestly, this shit kind of reminds me of like, if you were like lost out at sea and you had dehydration, bro, and you were just tripping, but you were also like zenning out at the same time. I know that's very weird and descriptive, but that's exactly what this album reminds me of. Um, or that's, that's what this album makes me feel. If you want a good, um, like intro to this album, I will listen to vertigo. And then after that happen. If you're loving those two songs, just fucking dive right in. So, again, that's Cometa by Nick Hakim. All right, and our local beer recommendation of the week is going to be coming from a new brewery. Oh, man, this is one you definitely got to watch out for. Unhinged Brewing off of 98th Street. And we are going to be featuring their newest beer, the Foolin' Around Brown. Off the description, English brown hops like an American brown. Earthy spices ground a dark, chocolatey caramel backbone sweetened with notes of raisins and cherries. Whew. You say they're off 98th? Off 98th. Next to... Lo- they're, they're right next to the Wingstop. Oh, yup. Literally next door. That's so crazy. That's sick. Too. Yeah. That's a sick spot. That's definitely one of the perks of them is they don't serve food, so they're just like, bring your own food. All That's outside cool. food welcomed. I love it when when breweries are like that. Bre- breweries? Breweries? breweries yeah I like that and when i went and visited them to pick this up they had a super dope food truck okay so real quick tell us about the messages with the with when you recommended Fon- fontaine's dc because <laughs> i was in a meeting and i couldn't i couldn't really read so i don't look at all your guys music shit because i'm usually fucking busy and first of all can i play videos in my office i had to wait till i fucking leave yeah. but on top of that i couldn't really all i said all i saw was that you recommended them fontaine's dc and you said they're in Australia. And I was like, okay, I got to go back to this point. Oh, no. It ain't going to come to fruition. But what was it about, though? It's because, so they said um, that they're going to be brewing a new, like, Irish ale for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And in parentheses, they said, if you know a good Irish band, DM us. So I DM'd them Fontaine's because I thought it was going to be for, like, Dummy. a playlist or something. And they were like, oh, thank you. We're going to try to reach out to them. I'm like... A good luck, <laughs> bro. They pull it up. They're like, "Damn, sixty million followers." Whoa. <laughs> yeah. We we can book them. I yeah. love it how you just went Fontaine's like your full chest. It's like you know what, Fontaine's. Fuck the Dropkick Murphys. Fuck Flogging Molly. Let's go Fontaine's. Dude, they're one of my favorite bands. That, that, that fool was literally said his favorite. One of his favorite tracks of the year last year was from Fontaine's DC. Yeah, and they were oh, my yeah. second. They're yeah. my second album of the year yeah. last year. See. I don't know how, but, you know, teach their own. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's the great <laughs> thing about music. Right? <laughs> it's all. That's why you should listen to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I have to go. How was the layout of their building? Was it like La Cumbre? I, I picture La Cumbre. Well, it's, it's really small, but, like, they're, they're, a, just, they're a fresh brewery. Um, Unhinged. But, yeah, Unhinged Brewing. I mean, it's a nice location, you know. It's the only brewery kind of out that way. So, you know, they're very unique in that sense. Um, they have, I believe four beers that they brew on their own. Um, the Brown is great. We had to recommend it. Their fucking red it is, is insane, dude. They have this red called the, um, 
off the rails red that is fucking good uh i don't think they have it canned yet but you need to go and get it straight from the teat bro i have to because the only brewery on that side of town is lava rock yep and exactly. they're good too. So that's nice that we have another one over there. Yeah, one hundred percent. And they're worth it, bro. Their beer yeah, speak. This beer is really good. Yeah, their beer speak for themselves. And low key, I'm a fan of like this, like no, like no fucking label ass can. Exactly. I'm a silver ass teeth kid, so you know. <laughs> so this really speaks yeah. to you. You can relate. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, boys. I'm ascending hey, right now. When the beer speaks for itself, why do you need a logo, bro? There you go. Shout out to Unhinged. Thank you guys for the delicious beer. Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Are you that man? (laughs) Why? Is that cheers? Are you the man? Isn't that help me? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Salute. (laughs) (laughs) Salute. (laughs) 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 Did that help me? Are you Spanish? What are you (laughs) talking about? (laughs) Dog, fuck you. I had like four fucking paps. On the way out here, Tabs. dog. Fucking Fuck. Jeffrey Dahmer having that. Mm. Bro. <laughs> don't don't get him started, okay? I, Jeffrey I heard, Dahmer I came man ass. Yeah. Alright, let's get into this shit. So Skrillex coming in hot. Skrillex. Is he though? Kinda is, is to be honest. Is he though? Is he though? Is he though? I guess we're just gonna have to discuss. After this long hiatus. Yeah. So I mean, as far as like solo projects, since twenty fourteen. I mean, he's had, like, little compilations, right? And he's had, like, features in between. But th- this is these two are his first solo albums since 2014. And he dropped them back-to-back. He dropped them back-to-back. Crazy. Again, that's going to be first album, Quest for Fire. And then the second one is Don't Get Too Close. Uh, so I really don't have much of an explanation as to why I picked it. Literally just off Skrillex. I mean, yeah. like we said, it's been since 2014 since we've heard anything from him so it's kind of a wild card pick i would say to be honest so, uh a nostalgia pick one would say two um oh so yeah you kind of took me by the fucking by the surprise that you picked this one but kind of happy because skrillex for me at least was the introduction to my electronic um yeah yup exactly uh once i heard scary monsters and nice sprites i was deep into the rabbit hole and that's when i started going into the wide ranges of techno music and that's why i'm a big fan of you know techno now yeah exactly i mean you literally said it perfectly like say what you will about skrillex but if you grew up within our generation like it's hard to not see his impact on that and like you said it's the same thing for me like he really opened me up to this world of electronic like it went from dubstep and then it just progressively got like more and more abstract but he was really the introduction to that for me, uh, and I think for us, um, Skrillex really slung shot us into the fucking dubstep and kind of carried it. Because then you started having motherfuckers just like fucking break dancing, fucking having seizures on YouTube <laughs> shit to like fucking. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, to dubstep <laughs> songs and shit. That shit was a whole movement, dog. Exactly. I was watching like Wonderland fucking like live sets on YouTube. Like, bro, I got to learn how to make dubstep yeah. <laughs> in fucking seventh grade. <laughs> yeah, so you you know, you know, you got to give respect to this guy. And it was exciting to re- see him release two albums that are, I would say, completely different. Oh, yeah. um, and we'll get into it in a bit. And I'm glad that you picked him out because he is definitely a pioneer of, of you know, techno or dubstep. 
And to go off of that, yes, he did release these two albums back to back. But it's crazy to see the order that he did it in. I didn't realize he released Quest for Fire before Don't Get Too Close. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. I thought it would have been the other way around. No. Really? We will get into that. Oh. And you will see why I'm saying that. And I'll tell you why you're wrong and why your opinion is invalid and why you should go hide in a cave. You're literally on my side. Dog, stop. <laughs> That's stop. true. That is true, actually. Stop. <laughs> my bad. No, but literally, <laughs> my bad. literally, you guys you guys couldn't have said it any better. Like, this guy, even though he wasn't the founder of Dubstep, he was definitely, like, one of the biggest pioneers of it. And he was a big influence for a lot of us. And... It was. It's just cool, especially if you're familiar with Sonny's past, which is from first to last, which mm-hmm. is one of the best pop punk emo bands of the early 2000s. And it's just cool to see that transition because no one could have ever expected this. And it's cool when artists do dip their toes in new genres. I mean, we just had a whole podcast about it with, you know, with Lil, Lil Yachty. Yachty. Yeah. Exactly. And, and so to see the success that he's had in both genres like that's that's insane and so and it's just it's cool to see the growth and like we've been saying it's cool that we finally got new music because it's been it's been a while so yeah i mean i want to go off to that point that you said keenan because that kind of helps lead us into the discussion of the albums um like you said for him to have that success and that influence in two different genres is insane so you know with this big hiatus in terms of his you know solo studio albums that's another reason why i picked this was because i was like hmm so the first thing that really caught my attention well okay the first thing was the name skrillex i ain't gonna lie but then i guess the second biggest thing that i saw was the fucking features on these things and i was like okay we got you know shouting out from first to last we got anthony green from fucking seosin and circus survive okay see i know that yeah he's featured on quest for fire and then we have shit from Corbin, a.k.a. or the artist formerly known as Spooky Black. Then we have Chief Keef, Justin Bieber, and then Fortet. I was like, and then, of course, that spread over two albums. But it's like, I'm going to miss Young Lean and Blade. And Young, Lean Mo- Young Lean more. I, okay, okay, yeah, you're right. There's a you're bunch right. of big artists. Dude, huge yeah. underground, like, legendary art. Wow. Trippy Red. Oh, eh. I know, but he's he's still, <laughs> but he's a, big, still he's, yeah, he's yeah. a big name. He's a big name. Sway Lee still. Sway Lee Sway Lee. Sway Lee yeah. Yeah. So to see these, I was like, okay, what fucking direction is this dude going in? Like I that like again the name had me intrigued, but the fucking the features had me like fully invested. I was like, okay, we gotta see what's going on with this. So uh I guess we could just start with the first album then, Quest for Fire. So or do you have something to say? I was gonna go. I was gonna sing off the first album, like so, my opinion so, about it. But if you want to start oh, off with the so Easter. Quest for Fire is the one with the horse, yeah, not the upgraded porcupine. Oh, sorry, uh, or hedgehog. <laughs> perfect way to put it. I'm not gonna <laughs> predict that. I'm a my favorite books were picture books, dog. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, dog. <laughs> you were with you all now, one, chief. That's my favorite oh, book. So did you have something to say for the other one? Uh, Which both, is the actually, horse both, or the... both, oh. because uh, so a quest, a quest for fire, um, was sick because this was the exclusive I expected. Mm-hmm. Like the choppiness, dubstep, the fucking heavy drops, the um, the blasphemous beats, bro. Like this was the truest aspect. Blasphemous beats. Yeah, the um samples. Honestly, the thing that I really I didn't expect was uh, um the vocals from from a different language. I forgot what song that is. That but was insane. That was insane. Yeah, that was in Palestinian. <laughs> yeah. <Was it? laughs> yeah. She, Damn, she's R. literally R. she's literally Palestinian. Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> dog. 
Don't say that. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> free Palestine, though, right? No, free Palestine. Free oh, JK, free, free Palestine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Oh, uh, what is it? What's that? A Zach Fox song? Yeah, that one. I, I forget what song it is. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking Jesus is the one. <laughs> free JK, free Palestine. Oh, say less. RIP to Betty White. Yeah, RIP to Betty White. Literally, right <laughs> literally, in the real. Literally, literally now. A rip. He yeah. predicted it, bro. Yeah, what the fuck? Crazy, that fool. That's fucked. <laughs> Shout out to Zach Fox. Yo, put us on. Put us on. We need the money. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, literally was I expecting from Skrillex. Uh, unfortunately, this wasn't the first album I heard first. I oh, heard you, the other you one heard first. the second one yeah. first. Second oh, one first. You. But when I got into this one, I was like, oh shit, here we go. Like this is the more. This is more what I was expecting. So yeah, I honestly, uh, this is an album that I was expecting from Skrillex. Okay. So at least to start to leave it off there for now, right? Word, I would have to agree, because I mean, uh, initially your your first pick was "Don't Get Too Close." Yes, it was, it was. But then, like halfway through this week, I was like, "Let's just do both." Fuck it. So yeah, <laughs> we started backwards. It's honestly, very good. Because I was gonna fucking complain about that. I was like, "So my next week is I'm gonna pick two albums." <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. I'm but gonna pick you two see albums. why we no, have well, to do both? Okay. Yeah, 100 okay. percent now. That's what I'm saying. 100 percent now. Mm-hmm. I'm picking well. all the band side projects off <laughs> yeah. of the one group that I'm gonna pick next week. <laughs> I'm picking Sango Scusa Bong, and I'm picking fucking uh uh the new Kota Black, bro, back to back. Just throw the nine-minute Princess EP in there, too. Yeah, <laughs> we might as well do a fucking bonus <laughs> included, bro. So, no, now, 100% agree why you chose. It would be, it would feel um, unfinished, honestly. If we only did one. Yeah, it would right. f- completely feel unfinished. Yeah. So, like Marco said, I also listened to Don't Get Too Close, which is the weirdest album cover. Just like a porcupine yeah. with, like, blood dripping off of it. It looks yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. It, it looks a little very, like animated yeah it it seems i don't know i don't think it fits the vibe it didn't the, yeah it didn't. i don't like it but it didn't i mean both album covers don't a little weird yeah for yeah, like I an guess electronic album yeah like even quest for fire almost seems like a metal type of yeah you know riding on the horse of death type <laughs> of shit you know what i mean Man, that just goes to show he's probably wearing his influence. Oh, yeah. Influence yeah. on his sleeve, I guess. Well, okay. I guess we'll see. You can but, yes. Me. So, again, I listened to Don't Get Too Close and Off The Rip. I just... The the features, of course, stuck out. And it still was nothing that I was expecting. I thought these features were going to really like carry these songs. Mm-hmm. But I really... Damn. I really didn't think they did. And going into Quest for Fire, like Marco said, this was the Skrillex I was expecting. The heavy beats... The you know the booming bass and we we get that on a lot of the songs, but again, with these features, there's name after name throughout both of these albums, and the features just didn't carry. Wow! Even you know, even Fortet, like that's one of my favorite artists. <sighs> I even, have to agree with you. And yeah. even that track fell short, and it's it's just crazy because um, again the 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 familiar names. They they didn't stick out, but the the lesser known artists, a lot of those yeah. ones are a lot of the songs that actually stuck out, and it's gonna be fun going over them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like Marco said, that Quest for Fire that was a Skrillex I was expecting, mm-hmm. and I would say now just to get it out there that Quest for Fire was my go to album between the two. I got you. Okay, well, I think we've kind of said that we've started with uh, Don't Get Too Close, so we might as well just start with that. Because I think we've talked about that a little bit yeah. more. So I think that Don't Get Too Close is the superior of the two. Crazy. I really like this one. I'll get into the, my reasons why I'm not huge on Quest for Fire. But I liked that 
you know, he took a more like stripped back approach to the beats. And a lot of them were a lot more like drum and bass influenced and they didn't take as many risks, but they sounded good. And I think the features on Don't Get Too Close were really fucking good. You know why? Why? Because he's trying to be, he's trying to make a DJ Khaled album. But he's trying to be a producer on this album. That's literally the feeling I get. He's just right. trying to serve the beats and let the features write it, but the features don't hit. Okay, well, I'm going to give you guys my favorite song. Hit us. Ceremony with Young Lean and Blade. Fucking yep. trash. What? Disgusting. Are you Horrible. serious, no, bro? Serious. Okay, no, I was going to be <laughs> no. so tight, bro. No, no. That's right. Dude, Young Lean. Yeah, Young Lean went hard. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a... It's a should have been a way better track for what you have on. You have Young Lee yep. and Blade, dog. Yeah. But it was okay. It I fell short. It fell short. Damn, and I think this song is perfect. I That's love crazy. I love that stripped back high paced drum and bass type of sound. And Young Lean flows over it great. Blade sounds good on it. How you said that the two features don't yeah. carry it. I have one track that I expected a lot out of, and we'll get to that. Okay. But I loved Ceremony, man. This is, uh, okay, it's my favorite song on this album. It's my favorite song on both albums. Ceremony is insane. And again, I just love that he took the backseat, made a good beat for features, and then let the features do their thing. Yeah, and I 100% agree with you on this, but maybe it's not Skrillex's fault then, I should say. Maybe it's it's Young Lean and Blade that Mm. didn't put enough uh, effort into their verses. Maybe even Blade. It's honestly. Blade. Blade, right? Blade on this one for yeah. me, definitely. Okay. Didn't um, put enough. Maybe it's just because like I'm like a little Young Lean fanboy over here. Yeah. So maybe that's why the <laughs> Young Lean carried the song. Dude, yeah. Yoshi City, dog. Woo! Yeah. I don't listen to him solo, so I guess I don't know. I, yo, I, had, I, had, like, I had like a three-month phase in like high school. I was just like, yep. oh, Young Lean. Literally right here, I have bro, the nostalgia, like, we got Skrillex and Young Lean, both nostalgic because yeah. it's been a while. Right. I mean, I I he died too, like a couple months ago. <laughs> <What's up? laughs> I mean, I Young, Lean's, dead. Young Lean is still releasing yeah. music, but <laughs> if anyone we thought was dead, it's probably Skrillex. <laughs> what the fuck? Right? So I don't know why I Jesus thought Young Lean Christ. was dead. Um, so it, it was um, it, it was just funny because we just mentioned like Young Lean like on a couple podcasts ago. Exactly. Cause we Did were, we? Yeah, because we were talking about this music video with the Pokemon cards. Yeah, what was that? I don't it it was pod, like two episodes. I don't remember ago, which but, pod it was. Yeah, but uh, it was just funny because we uh, we just referenced him, and then of course we get a feature of him. Yeah, but um, this was a weird collab. Really? I mean, just Young, Young, Lean, and Young Blade. Lean and Blade. Yeah, I I just right off the bat, I just thought it was. A weird it's because collab. you have someone that has been in the game for a while versus someone that's kind of rarely new. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I I think they both had. I think they both did exactly what they're good at, and they brought it to. What Skrillex gave a very great beat. I, I thought it was a perfect combination. I feel like but. I agree with Keenan. I think Blade just lacked a little bit on it, to be honest. To look to, to, um, dissect it a little bit more. I think Blade is the problem for me, at least on this track. Yes. Yeah, so Blade is, again, like Marco said, the problem for me as well on this track, which is funny because the very next song, if you don't mind jumping into it, is Real Spring, which is just Blade. And that's one of the best yeah. songs on this album. What? Dude, hey, I do not like Real what? Spring, though. <laughs> Fuck. I think it was just his delivery. I think it was his delivery and ceremony. It's just because we got, we got Young Lean, and like we kind of were familiar with his flow and his delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got Blade, who I felt like was kind of like doing his own thing. 
Right. Whereas, like like you said, Skrillex laid it out perfectly for both of them, and I feel like Young Lean delivered, unless that's just me being biased. Mm-hmm. And then Blaze just kind of like, I'm going to do it this way, and it just didn't fit. Oh. And that's why I just didn't think it fit. But in the next song, Real Spring, when it's just Blade, he did I, think thing. Was, I think it was perfect. Damn. The lyrics are corny. I'm going to say the lyrics are corny throughout both of these albums, yeah. <laughs> especially this song. Yeah. But it does not matter because he he carries it. Right. He he carries it. The performance is good. Um, w- again, I think it's way better than the, the previous track ceremony. Damn, that's so crazy to me. Real quick, kind of off topic, did you guys hear about the whole thing with Ice Spice and Blade? <laughs> no, what no. happened? I didn't hear about that. <laughs> so, so there's like, it's not a conspiracy. It's probably we 100% leave, true. We, we should honestly leave, it, leave this in. Yeah, we'll leave it in. Okay, cool. But she like, so I don't know how people connected it, bro. This is some like fucking Charlie Day on It's Always Sunny fucking connecting the <laughs> dots on the map shit, bro. So I guess a while back she posted something like, damn i'm stuck on swedish rap or something like that and blade is swedish but she has two two bars that are kind of famous but are almost like obvious like um they're obvious uh what what would be the word like not tributes i guess like a tribute yeah like they drew inspiration from blade because she has her um how can i lose if i'm already chose and then Blade has a lyric, how can I lose if I'm, like, making my own path or some shit like that? Yeah. And then she has another one, but I was just like, what the fuck? Like, Is it that one that goes, like, I do that thing with my dentist? Uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might be close. But, <laughs> but either way, I just thought that that was fucking funny. I was like, damn, she's fucking listening to Blade. That's fucking funny. So, one, let, let you send Marcos. What's up? I had a double hitter quitter that i thought was going to be insane and it fell flat for me and that's going to be track seven bad for me with corbin and chief keith and chief keith and i love chief keith features and yes this shit fucking um <laughs> it fell flat i don't want to go off too hard because oh, yeah. let me go off hard go let me so go do off it. hard Say first it. of all that hook hurts oh i love corbin what the fuck? That hook is awful and corbin blue Oh, there, there's a line in there that says, girl, you're bad for me. <laughs> like cigarettes. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Get out of here. I mean, to be it fair, cigarettes are bad for you. No, I know. But the way he <laughs> says it, the auto tune, it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's it, this is a corny song. To be fair, yeah. like after listening to Cut the Check by Mac Miller featuring Chief Keefe, I expect Chief Keef to deliver on every fucking feature because that feature goes stupid dumb hard. But I do agree that this album or this album, this song in a whole could have been a lot better yeah. on both ends. Uh, Skrillex and Chief Keef. That song is skippable for me. Yeah. Well, it was for me too. And then to have those two features, like that that's a collab I would have never imagined ever. Like leave Skrillex out. Corbin and fucking Chief Keef is insane. And then to add Skrillex is, like, nuclear. But for it to fall flat is even worse. Um, You know, like, I think one of the issues that I do have with this album is that a lot of it sounds a little too bubblegummy pop for me. This song specifically, and then the very next song, 3 a.m. So 3 a.m., it's like, I honestly don't even know if I like it because... 
like I feel like I listen to it and I feel like I'm annoyed by it, but I find myself singing the fucking hook like to myself all the fucking time, man. I just <laughs> I just don't know if I like it or not. I will say though, Anthony Green, shout out, say you seen the circus survive. Yep. He was trash on this. This he did not sound good also, on this. Also, yup. <laughs> yeah. I was literally humming this song in the in the house before we <laughs> exactly. came in here. You're exactly right. Like this is one of those songs, it's just like that earworm that's just I wish you were here, Isaac, because you would know exactly what to say about this track. Because this Fast. track actually reminds us of you. Exactly. We <laughs> we're looking at you. You're not here. Man. When he comes back, he's talking about this song. Exactly. No, this is one of those songs, like you said, like, I wasn't skipping it. Mm. I, I wasn't skipping it. It was something that was bearable. I could listen to it. But then, like, once I actually, like, paid attention to it, I'm like, what am I, why am I listening to this? Right. But then here I am, a couple hours later, humming the fucking song. Exactly. And so, it's, and then, like you said, Anthony Green, come on. Please. Uh, and you know what? I was even thinking about it, like, in retrospect, okay, Skrillex from first to last to what he's doing now. It probably makes sense. But even seeing, like, Anthony Green, I was still like, hmm, what is he doing on this? Like, what is he going to actually do on this? Again, I mean, if Skrillex fucking went and made Electronica, I guess it's not a far-fetch that Anthony Green is going to jump on an Electronic he, song. He's going to bring in someone from his old scene. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And unfortunately, he did not deliver. And, but, it, uh, and it's funny because uh, I, don't, I, I don't know which song it is, but there's a song where there's someone in the background just screaming. And you're just like, maybe that, that's someone, but no. That's on the first album. I know what song it is. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But like even like something like that, just it worked in that song. Mm -hmm. Come on, Anthony, let's hear it. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> this is my favorite track off the album, honestly. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Take it a is, seat, Isaac. Uh, hold on. It is. Uh, is it Anthony Green or yeah, Anthony Prentice? Green? That, Anthony that, with a low boy voice? No, that's uh, Prentice, right? That's Prentice. That's Prentice. Yeah. yeah. See, your worm, like you said earlier, one hundred percent. And it's, I'm gonna see this shit while making enchiladas, dog. I'm just like, yo, this shit go hard. <laughs> so oh, and, uh, and those here. This is one after listening to both the, al the albums. This is the first track I went to right away. Really, yeah. really. So because I wanted cool. to hear it again. So cool. definitely an earworm. I like Prentice's uh, verse on it, um, especially with the with the uh, beat and how he flows with it. It really is catchy, extremely catchy. Oh yeah. yeah. That's cool to know that yep. that's, a, that's first, one of the ones you go to, though. That's yeah, first cool. one. Dope. First one I went to back. That's dope. I can kind of wrap up the features on my end right now. So if you guys have anything else to add with these, let me know. Bro, Kid Cudi, like, I'm not huge on the beat. This one sounds, again, a little too bubblegummy, a little too, like, generic. So, but Kid Cudi, though. So this is a song where I think this is all Skrillex's fault because Kid Cudi, you have Kid Cudi on fucking techno dubstep beats. On multiple fucking, he's really uh he's really um experimental and he's very you know what is it called diverge right yeah he's di he's diverse yeah diverse sorry mm -hmm. um so it's really hard to fuck up with Kid Cudi verse especially if he sends it to you like just you know um so I think this is really Skrillex's fault like thinking that this beat would work with him but you should have worked around it a lot better and made a better beat for it see here I am over here blaming Kid Cudi because right here I put <laughs> I thought we got a half ass Kid Cudi in this. What? So is it? Was it the? Was it the beats then? It was the beat for me. Well, I I mean it's completely up to you. I thought, like I said, I I agree with Marcos. I thought the beat was overly produced. It just sounded yeah. like it didn't do anything new. And to have Kid Cudi, in my opinion, deliver a very very solid feature, yeah. it 
didn't go to waste because he sounded good, yeah. but he could have been giving something a lot better, in my opinion. Yeah. So lyrically, this was the best song out of all, out of both albums. Mm. I will say that. It, it's just, I feel like, I don't know. I'm not. I'm also not used to having Cuddy over like a, a techno beat like this. No. And so that's why I thought, like, did we get a half-ass Cuddy, or is it Skrillex bringing him down? And from you guys who know way more about Kid Cudi than I do. <laughs> Probably going to have to go oh, with you guys. Ah, well. and so, that um, no, that's all I had. It's just, it, it was okay. Again, we're not getting Skrillex in any of these songs. We're not, we're just getting like no. okay beats. Like I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this was his take on being like a DJ Khaled album. Yeah. Um, right. No, yeah, you're right about and that. And to be fair, to be fair, I think it was okay. Right. Okay. For coming from someone coming from you know dubstep background and making like a full producer album with a bunch of features to carry you, that was okay. It could have gotten a lot worse. You get Trippy Red came out with a fucking could have been way worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had every he had A list, he fucking D list, fucking rappers, and still fucking flopped with thirty tracks. Right. So Ooh. I thought it was okay. Damn. Word. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Thank you for leading me to that because literally I, w- I w- really want to talk about that one. Um. I thought. JB and Don Tolliver on Don't Go was super dope. And I love Don't Go's beat. I love that, like, high-pitched uh, vocal sample that he threw in there. It almost sounded hip-hop-esque. And then, of course, you know, it got more electronic. But Don't Go, I think, is a great song as well. Um, second track, Pink Panthers and Trippy Red. I, way back, I don't like the way the song started with Trippy Red. But when that drum and bass hits and Pink Pantherist comes Yo, in. Her accent is so sick. Exactly. She And she is like one of the premier electronic artists right now. So I'm really glad to see she got a feature on this. Um, and then uh, uh, Don't Leave Me Like This, the very first one. It starts off real slow and melodic, but I love the way it leads into Way Back. You don't like that? Oh. No, I, it's a great transition into the second song. Oh, okay. But the song in itself, it's like... 40, 50 seconds, mm-hmm. and that like high pitched like voice, I did not like that. Oh, I did not like it. I do like that, but I want to take it back really quick because Pink Panthers came out with a fucking sick ass song with a solid beat featuring I Spice's best feature ever. Damn, yeah. she goes hard. I was super surprised. I'm like, yo, I'm, you know, whenever you see like, whenever you learn like a word, and you start seeing that word everywhere again. That's how I am with Pink Panthers. I saw her off that I Spice one, uh, a single that she came out with with I Spice. No, I'm seeing her everywhere, I guess. See, no, and right no. now, that's Ice Spice for me. Really? She's seeing her everywhere. Everywhere now. Yeah. yeah. She did the collab with Radiohead and just... <laughs> Bro, that mashup, that mashup is so oh, sick. That shit is so dope. You even posted it today. I you? posted it on my story. <laughs> I'm fucking writing for this shit. It's so good. Hell yeah. I'm not going to lie. Ice Spice got bars, bro. And Dog. even if her bars are not the best, her flow makes up for it, bro. She can rap. Dog, he, th- he think I'm good enough shaking my dentada, doing things I shouldn't know. Jeez. <laughs> Motherfucker, when she wins a Grammy, I only hear shit. Duh, right? Exactly. We <laughs> are here. She is a Grammy-nominated, award-winning artist of the century, decade, forever, ever on the planet Earth, century, universe. We should get her on the pod. We could get her. We could bag her, yeah. I think. You All know? pitching our life savings. <laughs> in, our, in our little ass shed, bro. We, yeah. we can make it happen. It's a temporary thing. Hold on. Let me <laughs> change my profile picture real quick. <laughs> <laughs> 
Drake just posted that duck. That's gonna be my new profile. Oh, so it corny. Goopy, bro. That's gonna be my pick. Oh. Why? <laughs> Why does he do this, bro? I'm over here defending him. Exactly. Bullshit like that. We can't keep doing this. He makes it hard, bro. We're over here defending this man. And he's bullshit like that for no reason. Oh, Who do you think fuck. he is, bro? We're, we're going to – I'll include that picture in our post for the Instagram. That way people know exactly what we're talking about that shit. He said, um. I'm defending him. <laughs> and then he posts shit like that. Shit, what makes it impossible? What can I say about – Dog, that is Dude. some goofball-ass shit. Where's there, Ruben? There. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, goofball, Word. Shit, bro. Word. Word. It's a goofball. Oh, fuck. Speaking but, uh, of goofball, let's talk about JB. What? JB. I like JB on this. Oh no, as a as a person. Oh, oh him yeah. as a person. He's oh, a goofy, goofy as hell. Goofy as fuck. Features nice. Features nice, but yeah, yeah. Um, I do like the one uh, Selecta, which is this is one of the rare tracks where this one is more like Skrillex based, and then the feature kind of takes a back seat. Selecta's dope. Selecta is super sick, and I like the low key like cut down vibe of this one as well. Static Selecta. Uh, I wish he was on this. I wish. Do you imagine yeah. him and fucking Skrillex? That would be fucking crazy, dude. But yeah, Select is dope. Um, uh, I hate to end it on a negative note. BB Borelli. Trash. <sighs> yes. Ha- dude, so the only times... So, okay, let me... Let me Why did this. you bring this up? Yeah. I, I just had to. Why? So, I know it's negative. Oh, Maybe God. I shouldn't have. So, fuck. So let me say something really quick that I pointed out because I was listening to this album all day today. And, you know, uh, I pushed myself through majority of, like, the bad songs, I guess. You know, they're right. They're okay. There's nothing, you know. You can do it. I, I can do it. I can do it. I could tolerate it. Mm-hmm. It's tolerable. But every time I looked, <laughs> I'm like, I can't stand this song. I have to skip it. It's always the last fucking song on both these fucking albums. <laughs> I'm just like, holy shit. With and her feature on both. Yes, and it's this fucking artist. Oh, I don't even know what it is. It, no, uh, it's both of them, honestly. I think it's both. Oh, okay. It's both. Okay. The feature didn't land, and the beats was fucking whack. I'm just like, dude, I, every time I look down, I'm like, oh, this is what? The fucking last track, really? Boom. Well, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Wait, which BB Borelli? Because the last song, Painting Rainbows, is way, way better than Don't Get Too Close. Oh, I don't like both. Because, I don't like both either. You know, I will... Okay, I have to give her I have to give her this, right? I do think it's endearing what she did with both. In terms of delivery, because in Don't Get Too Close, I like that she's kind of playful with it. Like the where she's talking away like this. Like that's yeah. kind of cute. I get it. And then in the last track Painting Rainbows, I like kind of that she's being real aggressive. And she's, like, throwing her words out there. You know what I mean? Like, she has spite between those words. Oh, yeah. So, while I do think the performances themselves were somewhat okay, I just don't like... I don't like what she's saying. I don't like how long she lasted on these beats. I just can't say I really fully like these features. And I think that she really... I'll I'll agree with Marcos. I, I do think that the beats... The beat on Painting Rainbows, at least, isn't the best. But I just don't think she really added too much to these songs. Like, if anything, she felt almost a little out of place. I mean, in the 10th track, Don't Get Too Close, the self-titled, that one... uh, uh, (laughs) uh, There's a song that we reviewed by Willow Smith. Mm -hmm. And 
it was the same thing where uh, she was trying to be cute and have fun and they were doing like a little band practice yes, session. Yes, I know what song you're talking about. Yes, and that's exactly what this reminded me of because, and then the lyrics, like, this is definitely reaching out to like some high school kid. Yeah. And the lyrics were just corny to me and it was just, uh, I would have been fine without it. Oh. I would have. Again, I could see like the playful, you know, the the step away like this and then come back like yeah i, I get all that like that kind of like made it a little fun but other than that i i'm skipping this one and i'm going straight to the painting rainbows i i, I actually really liked painting rainbows oh. compared compared to track 10 yes I'm, I'm going with painting rainbows all the way and also as the ending of the album i liked it because it was kind of like a fun it like brought it full circle to the first song Oh, which which I thought was pretty cool, right? And it's also cool because it also brings a full circle to the last song of Quest for Fire, I think. Yeah, which is pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, but of the two, I'm going with Painting Rainbows. That one actually had a, that one was actually a lot. It was delivered so much better. And like in my notes, I have it's it's a good ending to a not so good album. So <laughs> I I would what? say I would say. Shit. <laughs> but, um, but that being said, I would like to go back to the JB. Okay. Because um, that song grew on me. I did not like that song. Really? Originally. And I thought this one was so good off the rip. And uh, really? I That's cool. I thought this was one of the best no, ones off the rip. That's cool. It, it, but um, it, it just took me a while because, again, Justin Bieber, it's just kind of corny to hear him like flow over something like this. Um, and and so, Justin Bieber could flow. He can. And he can. He, he can. can. And I flow. thought he did. But... And so He didn't. It, it it just took a while, but Do this not. one definitely grew on me, and I feel like Justin definitely carried the song. Mm-hmm. Um, but out of all the features, out of all the features, I think I think JB was probably like one of the best features of this first album. But one Pretty more, hard. one more I'd like to talk about was uh, Mixed Signals. Uh... Mixed Signals, right before, right in between, "Don't Get Too Close" by BB Borelli and "Painting Rainbows" with BB Borelli. <laughs> we got Mixed Signals with Sway Lee. Mm-hmm. Sway Lee goes one, hard. That one was nice. Sway Lee goes hard. Now, yeah. Surprisingly, and I hate, I hate the fact that I give Sway Lee so much props because I think he comes from a fucking corny ass fucking duo. What's their duo? Oh, again? Ray Shremmerd. Ray Shremmerd. Yeah. I, <laughs> Race member, race member, fuck, race member, Yeah, I think they're corny as hell, but ind- independently, each of them they go hard as fuck. Like when they when they're featured, like uh, I think it's Sway Lee too. I think he's on Sunflower with uh Post Malone. Oh, they go hard as fuck individually. Mm-hmm. Like on this track, they go hard as fuck, or he goes hard as fuck. Right. So I think he he is one of the features I like. A lot. Yeah, and he has a feature on the first one, Quest for Fire. And exactly. Yeah, I yeah. do not like his Quest for Fire feature. Wow. I, what dude. A fucking. What? No, that's valid. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, I think he sounds so much better on mixed signals. And I 100% agree. I, I, could, I agree with that, and I also see it. Yeah. Yeah. You guys good, though, with this album? We ready to. Uh, I'm good. You guys okay. ready to wrap up? All right, yep. cool. So before we get into Quest for Fire, we're going to give you our overall thoughts. Top three tracks and overall score for Don't Get Too Close. I'll start it. Fuck it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I think this album is the best of the two. Uh, we'll get into the uh, second one now. I like that he had more of a, like, stripped-back kind of 
minimal approach to the beats and he let the features do what they did. Um, I, I think that, you know, maybe despite some blemishes, the features really showed out. Um, I, I like that it's a lot more drum and bass influenced. Not to say that we don't get that on the first album, but I like the drum and bass. It's definitely my favorite subgenre of electronic music. Um, but with that being said, I do think that some of the features do fall short, uh, especially in track 10 and 12 b with B.B. Borelli. Uh, Corbin and Chief Keef could have done much better than what they did. Uh, and again, I think that some of these beats are just a little too overproduced, a little too bubblegummy. You know what I mean? Um, but overall, I thought it was enjoyable. I thought it was enjoyable for sure. Um, overall, I would give this album a 6.5 to a 7. It, it can definitely float between the two. My top three tracks on this album are going to be number three, Don't Go, uh, number two, Summertime, and number one, Ceremony. Um, solid album. I think solid. By solid, I mean it did not fail. It did not disappoint. Well, eh. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a flop. It wasn't a flop. Something that I won't uh, trash talk or anything like that, but it wasn't my, my, my vibe. could definitely see this being some people's vibes. Um, this is a groove kind of playing in the background. I, like I said, I was cooking majority of the day and running errands, listening to this, and it was, it was groovy. It was all right. It was, you know, some uh, background music. Uh, but if you're someone that looks at the track list and you expect hype, it's going to fucking flop for you. They didn't land. Um, in my opinion... I will give it a 5 out of 10. That's all it. It's a not solid bad. album. Not it's bad. Not bad. Not right? good. It's not bad. Not, not bad. Not good. It's all right. It's like, eh. eh. Me. <laughs> Lol. GG. Um, <laughs> top three tracks will be... Uh, um, and... And... <laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> Beautiful. Hi, Keenan. Look at douchebag, dog. <laughs> um, fuck, man. Um, uh, bad for me. Uh, it'll be uh ceremony and, and uh three a.m. All right, you boys said it perfect. Looking at this track list, there's there's a list of features, and I expected this to be carried by those features and i just think it fell short personally i mean you look at all these big names and i i had an expectation and it did not meet that first of all i thought i was going to be getting skrillex and i did not get that um so maybe that's my fault for going in with that expectation but i think what he did with the whole production i mean marco said it best he's making a dj Khaled album you know he's trying to make radio pop and i just think that it fell short i mean it's not to discredit what he does and and what he's doing it it's just for me personally um i i, I wanted that old school skrillex sounding a lot more what we get in this next album that we're about to move on to um and we just didn't get that and so with that being said um overall i have this album down as a three out of ten Damn. Three out of ten. Holy shit. Tough crowd. Tough, Tough crowd. crowd. Tough crowd. Oh. Kittens over here listening to indie pop. <laughs> yay, yay. Indie hardcore pop. Yay, yay. So, if I have to pick a top three track, <laughs> top three tracks would have to be... It's hard. I know it's hard. It's Real hard. Spring. Yeah. 
Mix signals. Go off, King. Uh-huh. Don't go. And it's done. Now, now we can get now. into Skrillex. Now we can now get into, we get into get fucking... In. <laughs> what? Unks, 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 unks. Get into Quest for Fire. So, as you guys have mentioned, your biggest gripes with Don't Get Too Close were that it wasn't so much a Skrillex album. And I will agree... Quest for Fire is 100% a Skrillex album. So this is the one where I felt like, and he released this first of ah. the two. So I feel like he released this album, and this one was more of a showcase of like, here's what I can do with electronic music. This one was definitely more beat heavy, and uh, the features definitely took more of a back seat to this. I personally don't think this album hits, though. I do like the way it starts off with Leave Me Like This. And I will say, so we didn't mention it, but Leave Me Like This, this is the it starts off the same way as Don't Get Too Close. They're different sounds, but they start off with that same uh, sample. But uh, Leave Me Like This is like a super dope, like upbeat EDM house type beat. And I love that. And I love the progression that the song takes. But I don't think it holds that same energy throughout the album. Sure. And... Again, I do like the progression that Leave Me Like This takes, but I don't like the progression a lot of these other songs take. Yeah, so in comparison in, in comparison to the, the previous album, uh, off the rip, this song has you moving. You actually oh. hear Skrillex in this song. And when I say you hear Skrillex, I mean you hear the old electronic sounds, you know, the hints of dubstep from Skrillex. And we didn't get a lot of that. We had a couple drops here and there in the first one meaning that first album um but this one right off the rip we we hear skrillex and even had to throw back in this first song i'm so glad you're gonna <laughs> say it dude the old sample oh my what is he god. doing he's playing stack up yeah he's playing stack up the yeah oh my oh god, my god. <laughs> he breaks the record or whatever yeah that was insanely nostalgic to hear. So, that was so sick. So it it was it was cool, it was cool to hear it. And so, with with that being said, talking about the first track, it's crazy that he released this album first and then released "Don't right. Get Too Close," mm-hmm. which is just insane because, like, in the comments of all the comments on all of the just all of his music right now. Everyone's saying this is the, it was the greatest uh, comeback, basically, because he he was saying, as in it was the greatest comeback, as in they thought he released "Don't Get Too Close" first, and it was so not, they got it backwards. It was negative, and then they he dropped "Quest for Fire" and it's like, oh, this is a good comeback. Oh, nice save. Mm-hmm. What a save! What a save! <laughs> what a save! What a save! And so that's what everybody's saying, like in the YouTube comments and everything. Everyone's like, Skrillex had the greatest comeback. To his oh, own that's so fucked up! Oh my god, I just got what you were saying. Now yeah, that's so, so fucked up, and so that's why I say it's crazy that Quest for Fire actually came out first. Because, bro, there's no need, to, there's no need to drop. Don't get too close. Damn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're releasing crazy. Quest for Fire. Because then, if you would have released it, you know, don't get too close. Then Quest for Fire, I'm like, oh, nice rebuttal, buddy. You, you saved yourself there, <laughs> right? Like, I'm with everybody in the comments. Nice comeback. Holy shit. <laughs> no, here we are. <laughs> Damn, I must be the minority. I can't believe it. 
So, like I said, one of my biggest gripes with this is, you know, since it's so, like, uh, producer-oriented, I felt like he was trying really hard, you know, to have um, certain progressions within the songs themselves. And I get it because, like, like I, I can understand why somebody would call your music repetitive in, like, the electronic scene if you're not having a ton of you know, features on it or anything like that. So I understand like why he would feel the need to have these kind of, you know, progressions within these songs, but I just don't think they really hit. And one song that I have a huge issue with that Ooh. is tears. The third yes. track. Oh, I love this like super menacing, like ominous type sound. It starts off real, like low and brooding and has that real, like toned down synth. And then it has a real fast hi hats. But the drops that are coming in the middle of this track are just so lame, dude. Like, I feel like they try a little too hard to be abstract. You know what I mean? And I think it just comes off too goofy. And then I love at the end when it goes back to that ominous, like, drop-down tone. And, you know, Tears is obviously my biggest, um, that's my biggest example, you know, with this gripe. But I feel like that gripe kind of carries throughout the whole album. No, that's interesting because especially in Tears, it starts off, it it starts off at a boom in your face because you do get that slow ominous like build up, mm -hmm. and then it just drops on you, and then we get those little tiny drops throughout the song that were just like, all right, what was that? Yeah, <laughs> it, it just it just didn't feel like it fit. I, I don't know. And, and no, that that is fair because like, um, I mean, abstract is is perfectly sad because there's a couple of songs on here that are just completely off the wall and whether it be the the sound or the vocal delivery it's it was a little it was a little much for me yeah and i think it, we get glimpses of that early on in tears and it's funny because it actually leads into the next song rumble oh into rumble <laughs> which is pretty <laughs> this one's pretty cringe. It's extremely cringe. What? It's pretty. I love. Cringe. I I like I like Rumble because I really like Flodan. Oh, I think Flodan is sick on this. You are not the minority. This is I think one of his most uh, popular tracks. Oh, on, good. On oh, yeah. So Flodan, Flodan is nice. He has a nice delivery in his tone. Oh yeah. He sounds like. A hooligan who's like gonna rob you of your like Chelsea jersey because <laughs> exactly. you wore into the wrong stadium. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know if you guys listen to Grime, but I love Grime, and I'm you really... Grime. Yeah. Yeah. What do you know about SR? I don't be listening to SR. <laughs> listen to Dutchavelli. No, I don't. Know about Dave? Yeah, Dave is cool. Dave like goes Dave. hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think UK grime artists fit perfectly over these beats. I mean, that's yeah, essentially that's what true, they're yeah. that's, that's what they're built on almost, you know, exclusively. But do flow down on Rumble? No. Oh. When he says, listen to that. That's the sound of the uh, show. <laughs> it's kind of cringe. Oh, come on. Oh, get out of here. So do you, do you like the... The rumble, do you like that little sample thrown in? Yeah, no, everything else is nice, but I just think it's so corny. I <laughs> to be fair, I, I'm not a, the biggest fan of UK rap or UK grime. I, I'm, I'm honestly not. Uh -huh. I tried, I gave it like, I gave it multiple tries, and I, I still will give it multiple tries, but I'm just not a fan. I think the best, the next, the only artist I really like is just Dave, and that's it. 
<laughs> that's because he raps on like really slow beats. Yeah, and there's a lot of them that do, but uh, I, I I just I think grime transitions or I think grime translates really well to this type of. A hundred percent, hundred percent does, but that's yeah. why I'm just like, eh, I'm really, yeah. I'm extremely picky with my UK grime. I, I got you, picky. I got you. So again, the tone is nice. His, I like his delivery. Everything is nice, but it's just. <laughs> <laughs> it is just a little corny. Super corny. You know, like he has a line in there that says, <laughs> "Never gonna win a Royal Rumble." <laughs> and then, <laughs> do you hear that? Killers in the jungle. <laughs> it's like get out of here. And it's like Skrillex really could have. I felt like Skrillex could have like taken that part, like of like that gun sound, mm-hmm. the imitation there. He could have done something like a lot cooler than just what we got like literally me tapping on the mic that's what we get but 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 that's it but i was just like trying to say like the whole like abstract sounding we do get that a lot and like i feel like we do kind of get it in these first two tracks yeah and like i said really throughout the whole album um i do think one of the more abstract ones is xena oh yep featuring a palestinian singer what do you guys think about this one because at first sorry oh no no go ahead at first, I thought it was fucking extremely fucking weird and off. It is. It's well, very, it off, is but, very off. But second listen, I loved it. Second listen, I loved it. Dang, so, yes. you, so it grew onto you? Extremely fast. Like, literally, when I say the second listen, it literally was like, okay, this is actually pretty good off the second listen. Okay. Oh, yeah. And the way he dropped, chopped up her vocals, amazing. Phenomenal. Yeah, the way the way he sampled that was perfect. Yeah. I, I'll agree for sure. Especially all the way up to the drop, dog. Oh, which drop? Oh, which one? Which drop? I can't remember. I think it was the first <laughs> one. Because that second drop is the best drop oh. off of both albums. Bro, that like that like fast stick. Like, like snare sounding, yeah, drum sounding. That, that's kind of hard. That's, that's kind of Punjabi ass drum, bro. Shit goes. <laughs> <laughs> Shit is nice. It, it's, it's nice. But again, talk about abstract. Those lyrics... And the way that she delivers. How do you even know what the lyrics say, bro? You don't speak no Punjabi. <laughs> <laughs> Canceled. Canceled. What do you mean? Canceled is him. This is a, a question. Bro. I, wait, wait. Eat that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been here for three weeks. That's your that. punishment, dog. It's, it's okay. it's I'm just asking a, a fucking question. I don't even know what the fuck she's saying. You're like, these fucking girls are speaking Latin. Punjabi's Indian, bro. She's Palestinian. <laughs> Bastard, bitch, 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 bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> we both canceled, big dog. Oh, that in, please don't leave us, Ruben. Ruben, please don't leave us. God get damn canceled. it. It's just going to be Isaac talking poetry <laughs> yeah. in the mic. I'd cancel him just off that. <laughs> Fuck that. I'd fucking go down. But I, I, <laughs> Look at those lyrics. Exactly. <laughs> I haven't looked at the lyrics yet. I, I did look up the lyric translation <laughs> on Reddit, and apparently, like, anytime you input it into a Google Translate, it just butchers it. What? But somebody was like, it's basically a wedding song. Like, the lyrics are based around a wedding type of. So oh it's kind of whack, not gonna lie. It's kind of lame. <laughs> I'm expecting oh. a fucking uh, a lick or like a fucking drive by. A lick? What the fuck, <laughs> bro? I... <laughs> oh my god! All right, nonetheless, her vocals do go hard as shit. Not gonna lie, and, her, and the way he chopped up her vocals and the drops. I think the first job is really good. I'm not really a fan of the uh, 
build up with the drums, but it got it grew on me. I still think the first drop is a lot better, to be honest. But mm-hmm. so again, this this song it it, it kind of took a while to grow. And, and it took a while for me to adjust to, especially with those crazy <laughs> vocals. Jeez. But it's worth it with those. There's two nice drops in this album mm-hmm. or in this song. That second drop being my favorite of the album. So I'm willing to go through those vocals <laughs> to get to that drop. Oh, yeah. And and like you said, the drums are like that snare sound. And the way he chops it up is so good. And then you get those crazy, like, screaming vocals in the background during that second drop. True, yeah. Yeah, dude. Sounds like some tribal shit. Yeah, that's crazy. Wild. Like, you're to go off the last track, running through the jungle. Mm -hmm. And then you got those crazy (laughs) laughs and screams going on in the background to that snaring drum. Yep. That's all I got. (laughs) It really shows that he's a really skillful producer, to be honest. Yeah, Which that that he's crazy, able because you don't get that in the other album. You don't. <sighs> oh, I'm sorry, Ruben. I think I'm you sorry. do. I'm sorry. I'm just no, I will agree though. I, it's super dope, and I like. It's cool that like, you know, when you listen to a lot of this electronic music, um, I mean, if you really think about it, like electronic music is probably like the easiest medium for like foreign artists to use. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So it's dope that he featured a Palestinian singer on this. Um, I I don't really like the second half. I do like the first. Again, the vocals are really dope in this. This is a great feature. I just don't like the way the song kind of progresses throughout. Um, it, it just got a little too weird for me, and I usually don't shy away from weird music, but I, I just sure, couldn't really. Your favorite really, artist is Bjork. One of them, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but I just couldn't. I just couldn't completely get with this one. Going back to what I think – Okay, I ain't gonna lie. What I thought should have been a great feature, because I agree with you, Keenan. Oh, one of my favorite artists of all time. Oh, Fortet. Oh God. When I saw Fortet on this shit with Skrillex, I was fucking pumped, and I think Butterflies just does not deliver. It does not at all. Oh, I mean, you get two big artists from this genre. Mm-hmm. I mean, respectively. Two of probably the biggest artists of this genre. You see them together and, and you go, okay, this is going to be insane. And it was just, I, maybe that was just us going in with the expectation. But but that's the whole point of the expectation because Fortet is such a dope artist, right? Because I remember even going through this track list and being like, okay, I can't wait till that Fortet comes on. I can't wait for that song. And then looking at the track list, I'm like, bro, that shit was three songs ago. I passed I don't it three. Even that's so funny. <laughs> yup, that's exactly how it is. And, and so don't get me wrong. The song is a vibe. <sighs> okay. The, 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 the song, it, it's, a, it's a vibe. It's something you're putting on in the background while <laughs> you're cooking, like Marco said. That's perfectly said. But it's over before you know it. And it's something that you can't even really enjoy unless you're actually sitting down and truly paying attention to it. And then when you do, it's... It falls short. Mm-hmm. It doesn't deliver. And they could have done so much more. You know, they they just could have done so much more. And for what it was, it it's literally one of, like, the least played songs on the track list. Again, the features are insane. The list is insane. And for a majority of them to fall short like they did, it kind of sucks. Because, like what I said in the beginning, it's the smaller artists. 
that that really that kind really of... carried it carry like you know like this uh who do we just shout out uh, you know flow dan yeah like what <laughs> yeah exactly and then his his second feature on hydrate hydrate is insane hydrate is that grimy ass shit bro i love that song it's funny because like he should have put this like in kind of like the the midpoint of the album mm-hmm. kind of like uh hey, this is like our timeout type thing like what Black Country did. Like, everybody oh. hydrate. <laughs> like, everybody do your thing. Yeah. But, um, no, the lyrics were cool of this in this one. Again, flow Dan. <laughs> no pun intended, had a flow. Oh. Which was uh, which was nice. And like you said, the, the drop was nice. Beats are good. Again, we got classic Skrillex throughout this entire album, so all the beats are going to be good. Damn. I think. The majority of the beats are really good off uh, this album. Mm-hmm. not going to lie. Uh, it's the features for me that kind of lacked it a little bit compared to the first album. Yeah. So. And then real quick, it's just cool because uh, right after Hydra, we got the Warp Tour interlude with Pete Wentz. I Which was pretty cool. So we have like, I don't know if they were, be- they were being interviewed on MTV. I don't know what the interview's from. I've never heard that before. So that's a it legit sh- interview, right? It should be MTV, to be honest. They always cover Warp Tour. It, yeah. Dude, and with fucking, with those types of bands, it had to have it had, been. It had to have been uh, MTV. And I thought, I was like, wait, hold on. Are we going to actually get some Pete Wentz somewhere on here? It's going to be a fucking a surprise guest. And he wasn't. So I'm kind of confused as to why we even got this on here, but uh, it was cool. He was, it was just kind of like, because uh, um, what's the next track? No, because I thought it was like nostalgic. Cause I thought the next track was like something about his past or something. Yeah, because the good, next one is good space, but. No, but it, it was literally just put there just just to do it. Just to take up space, probably. But, I mean, it is pretty cool, like, for people, uh, Marcos, that didn't <laughs> know that Sonny actually was involved in the music scene as much as he was Who's before Sonny? Skrillex. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, it, was, it was like a cool little homage to his past um, to see where he was. And, you know, because in, in that interlude, it was kind of like, you know, you went from, is that the one where he's like, you went from like sleeping on the couch or is yeah. that another one? No, it, it was that one where he's like, you went from sleeping on the couch to playing here. Like that's every band's dream. Yeah. And then it's like, cool. Cause like, you know, you guys just had a song. Was that, was he talking about him or was he talking about fallout boys who just, let's see. It had to have been, he was talking to fallout boy, right? He was talking uh, to Pete Wentz during that. All right, so now since we last talked to you, Pete, you guys have a new record out. It went number six on Billboard and Rolling Stone magazine. How does that feel? Oh, that's pretty insane. I'm going to Disneyland with me, with Sonny, with girlfriends. Oh, so it has nothing to do with from first to last. It's just Fall Out Boy because they said Fall Out Boy, like they just had a – they just made Rolling Stone's top six. Yeah, so it's kind of – I guess it's cool in that sense because like – Yeah, so he's literally – it's not even like about – him or from first to last it just says we have sunny from first to last <laughs> yeah just the fact that he's there you know what what the fuck why is this put in here <laughs> that's what i'm saying it has nothing it has no reason to be here is I, I mean like you said it's a cool little uh homage i guess but otherwise i you know yeah it's only fucking 40 seconds i guess it really doesn't make that big of a difference i don't have too much else to say about this album um i just want to hit a quick i just want to hit some quick couple points um Missy Elliott. I was about to say that. <laughs> 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 oh, let's go, boys. Let's go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. 
for as cringe as it was, yeah. I wasn't expecting her to go off like she <laughs> I did. I agree. So it I was, was like... kind of cringe, but <laughs> and the beat was nice. I she sounded good. She sounded good. She's still yeah, out here. Yeah, then like her references to her vocal delivery from her song. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. so, like the way she sang it. That was that was pretty cool and it it went perfectly. Mhm. But pretty legendary to be honest, feature. Missy Elliott with Missy Elliott. What Holy the shit, fuck? what a legendary feature, man. <laughs> I don't even care what kind of verse she delivered. That's just sick having her on a fucking song. It, right? Exactly. That's funny that you're going to say that because I was going to be like <laughs> one of the songs I brought up. Exactly. I, I just had to. I, I could not skip over that. That has to be the biggest feature of this album, right? It would have to be. I, I uh, like Maybe in all? Because JB is pretty big. Big from the other nah, one. Missy oh, from Alley? both albums. No, no, I meant for just from this one. Oh, yeah, from, I'm, ta- oh, from this I'm one, talking oh. about both albums though. I think uh, out of both albums, Missy Al- having a feature from Missy Elliott, dog. I get a feature from Justin Bieber. Just give some crack. That's it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it would have to be between like JB or fucking or Missy Elliott it because have, it would have to be between Chief Keef and like, Chief, Chief Keef is a big name too for yeah. sure. Uh yeah, I guess on this album, yeah, Porter Robinson is pretty big, but yeah, otherwise, Porter Robinson is pretty big. Yeah, I guess otherwise. Uh, yeah, what about what big. about uh uh Sway Lee? I guess is kind of big too. I don't know, but yeah, e- either way, either way, it, it was a super dope like left field feature that I thought you know, like we said, she fit really well on this. Um, inhale and exhale and a street I know were pretty cool. Um. They kind of hit. I I think I like the vibe of inhale exhale a lot more. Again, more of like a fast paced uh, D and B kind of sound. But two, actually three, absolute one hundred percent positives are gonna be the last three tracks. So supersonic hazel theme is still here. So I love supersonic. If I'm not mistaken, that was the very first uh, single from this album, and supersonic is in insane i love again that dark brooding sound this shit is super dope i love that hazel theme is a little bit more of like an interlude and it bleeds perfectly into steel here yep so i think you know despite me not really liking this album too much it ends on a perfect three track run it does but the last track is still trash how dare you (laughs) why i told you this earlier like because of bb it had to, I guess at this point, yeah. That last track off the other album had BB2. But fuck, man. I just don't know. I looked down at my phone. I'm like, oh, shit, I need to skip this song. I can't do it. Yeah. And it's the last track on both of them. I just don't like it. But I do agree with you that the it would it, it is a good three-track run, I guess. They yeah. all flow together pretty well. Yeah. That bass goes crazy and still here. Yeah, it does. Exactly. You, you said it perfect. Hazel theme is just like the perfect setup to still here. Yeah, yeah, nice little interlude yeah, right before we that. get that. Mm-hmm. And again, like I said earlier, I think it's cool that still here and the last track from the last album, uh, Painting Rainbows, it kind of goes out on the same theme of just like, I'm still here. Exactly. I'm still here. Again, it just goes to show that this man can go on a, he can go on a indefinite hiatus and just come back whenever he wants and make bops. Yeah. And whether we like it or not, the people, people are going to like it. Yeah. And so... It just goes to show, like, how much of an influence he still is in this genre. I think he's cemented himself as an influencer in this game. Oh. After this story, I'm excited to see his next album. So, Yeah, I wonder where he goes After from After eight here. years? 
After eight years, he just yeah. goes back to from first to last. <laughs> yeah, just straight back as a fucking Word. emo hardcore. Word. But uh, I I do like that he has that quick little. I thought it was a fucking sample from like a live show, but it's not. I I guess it's just him. Like he just mixed it in. But he has that little sample at towards the middle of still here where he's like, "Is anybody here oh, with your family, yep. your friends, your best friend?" Like that was fucking cool. I I like that a lot. And then, what do you say? Is anybody here with 20 plus people? <laughs> <laughs> Not me, bro. <laughs> nah, I'm here by myself. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that really kind of covers everything else I wanted to say about this before we wrapped up. Do you guys have anything else to say? I do not. I do nope. real quick. I do. I okay. did like the. I did like track nine. Track nine. Too okay. Bizarre. Again with Sway Lee. <laughs> yeah, and I hated his Word, <laughs> bro. The production was nice. The sound was nice. The beats were hard. The song was hard. I actually fuck with Swaley's voice in this again, Damn. again. And this was the song that we were referring to earlier with the screaming in the background. Yeah. So this is the one. The screams just add like a nice touch to the back. Again, the dark brooding sound, bass in your face, screams in the background. Um, overall, I did really like this one, but. Other than that track, I think we covered everything that was worth covering. I'm good. Cool. All right. Okay, sounds like we're good then to uh, wrap up Quest for Fire then. All All right. right. Again, we're going to be giving you our overall thoughts, top three tracks, and overall score. Marco, start us off. Me? Uh, I thought this was OG Skrillex, Um, at least trying to get back to his roots with uh, having some features there, but still sampling them in his own own, uh, interpretation. And still giving us the really heavy drops, the heavy bass, and even that dubstep feel. So compared to the first album, what was it called again? Don't look, don't call me again. Don't get too close. <laughs> don't get too close. A Quest for Love, I thought was a callback to him being a house music artist or a dubstep artist, which I thought he succeeded at. Even though I don't think it's something that I will listen to uh, probably ever again. To be honest. Whoa. Well, maybe, maybe I can say that. Maybe. I'll listen to it one more time, it's not gonna lie, mm-hmm. and see if it sticks. But, but um, top three tracks would probably be uh, fuck it, I'm gonna throw Ratata in there, um, Inhale, Exhale, and uh, Supersonic. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> what is it? What is it? Killers in the jungle. <laughs> Uh, you're gonna start your last thoughts with fucking roasting God. Yeah, damn. for real. <laughs> Jesus. This was his favorite album too. <laughs> so again, like Marco said, this was the Skrillex I was expecting. Um, I should have listened to this album first. I didn't. I listened to Don't Get Too Close first. Again. Mm-hmm. Oh well. But in comparison to the first one, I think this was. I think this album was much better. Again, we have we have drops, we have beats, we have bass in your face, and that's just something we didn't get in the other album. And again, we kind of talked about where he was going with that album, and so I'm not blaming him for that. Um, it is what it is. Um, I'm just glad he's still making music. Um, True. You True. know, it's always going to be n- nostalgic, and of course, we're never going to get that scary monsters, nice bright sound. Yeah. Um, you know, probably ever again. So again, it was cool that we got the reference, uh, some old callbacks in a couple of songs. So other than that, again, this album still didn't really do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. So <laughs> 
top three ch- or overall score, I'd have to give it a five point five out of ten. Oh, not terrible. I was not too bad. Five five. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Not, not terrible. No, okay. it's not terrible. Again, it's significantly solid. better than Don't Get Too Close. Um, with the top three tracks being that opening track, Leave Me Like This, mm. Too Bizarre, and Hydrate. So while I do appreciate that the first album that he released of these two was more of like a producer showcase, I don't think it hit for a majority of the album. Um, I do like the fact that he was kind of bouncing around between these subgenres. You know, we did get some drum and bass in there. We got some very dark, grimy-ass electronic music. We got, you know, more upbeat EDM type of stuff. I do like that he kind of covered those ranges. I just feel like it wasn't as cohesive as Don't Get Too Close. Um, Features, while they... While I feel like they were meant to take more of a backseat on this album, I feel like they didn't really have as much of a prominence as they did in the second. And I think that kind of anchors down my uh, review of this or my my score of this. Um, And again, even if I did like a majority of the way the song started, the progressions just got a little too wonky for me and they just got a little too funky and not in the good way. Uh, It just... Some of them, especially, like I said, Tears, for example, it it just reached a really goofy kind of sound that I just couldn't really get with. Um, I don't know if it's maybe just him trying a little too hard to, like, add some variance. I don't know if the songs are maybe just a little too long. I'm not sure what it was, but uh, for a majority of it, I just wasn't able to connect fully with the songs. So my top three tracks are going to be number three, Hydrate, uh, number two, Inhale, Exhale, and number one is going to be Supersonic. And overall, I'm going to give this a five out of ten. So, again, in the middle, it wasn't terrible, wasn't good, just kind of there. You know? Yeah, it's something it's something you could put on at any house party. Yeah, it's go crazy. Exactly. I'm not mad at somebody for putting this on. Yeah, but I'm not going out of my way. I'm to not put going this on. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but hey, I mean, like we said, you know, Skrillex is out here. He's still making music. It's super exciting. You know, it, it's fucking cool that one of our childhood artists is still out here, not only making new music, but making new music you know, in a completely different fashion than he was when we were kids, you know, it's cool that he's taking these risks and he's evolving as an artist. So definitely have to give him props for that. Yep. Um, and that's going to wrap up our review of Skrillex's two albums. Don't get too close and quest for fire. If you guys have listened to the albums, let us know what you think. If you haven't listened to them, then let us know what you think. Uh, please follow us on Instagram at the underground Treehouse pod. Uh, we're going to be posting all of our updates right there. Anytime we have any uh, follower interactions, it's always going to be through Instagram. Uh, give us a rating. We hope to be a five. If not, give us what you think we deserve. Uh, share with your friends. Share with your mama. Uh, yeah, that's all we can really ask for. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Later. Bye.